Do you keep getting calls at night from a guy who really wants to know what your favorite scary movie is? Do you stay up all night because you're scared of dream demons? Do all your friends keep getting murdered at summer camp? Sounds like you really need some scarapy. And you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ScarapyPod. So make sure you stab that like button. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another session of Scarapy. I am your Scarapist, Dr. Trevor Brown. Joined with me, as always, is the Homelander to my Billy Butcher, Zack Singer. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Try again. I got nothing on you. I got a five on it. Oh, I got... You know what? I'll be Homelander. That's fine. (laughs) Can I be Soldier Boy? He seems way better. I mean, only if you do that that sing-along part that he does. Oh, all day. (laughs) You know, the thing that has taken over TikTok. Uh, Yeah, where they played Carry On My Wayward Son back-to-back. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. All right, so this week we are reviewing the 2021 movie Aftermath. (sighs) And I want to go ahead and point out right here... The aftermath of watching this piece of shit movie is why we couldn't record last week. Yep. I was physically ill just thinking about trying to review this movie. We had to take a whole week off. Oh, my work was pissed. Also, if anyone's hiring, let me know. (laughs) This movie is atrociously bad. It's... Remember how we sold it as it has no... No description. You right. There's also no plot or story. No, so the the reason I made the boys reference... Even, as dumb as it was, this movie um, is starring, what's his name, Sean Ashmore, who is Lamplighter for a brief moment in yeah, The Boys. Boy. You know what, though? Actually, he's not good in this movie, but I like him in most things. He was also Bobby Drake in the Iceman movies. Iceman, X-Men. <laughs> he was all, he yeah, was he was Iceman. Man. <laughs> he, he was all the Iceman movies. He was also in the Disney Animorphs TV show. He was. <laughs> he was your boy. He turned into a potato. <laughs> uh, it's it's so, a joke because they all turned into potatoes. Before we get into anything else here, let's get the questions out of the way. Please go um, I actually got a couple of listener questions. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to save them. going to do one pretty much weekly uh, in addition to my question. That means we got one we and actually, we are we got about, spreading the love. We got about eight, actually. From when? <laughs> I wish I checked any of our social media <laughs> or had passwords. You don't even have a password to your own house. That's I just true. unlock it for you. That's true. He is. He's my nanny cam. Uh, so first question. This is from your boy, me. Um, for real? <laughs> You're going to do one question a week because we have listener questions. And yeah. You picked your own question. No, we're doing two questions. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Way to explain the rules of the game. I said it. You just weren't listening. Strip Monopoly. Beetlejuice. No. Beetlejuice. Stop it. <laughs> okay, so uh, first question is, why is it that the two movies that were made since 2019 that we've reviewed both use record players as constant plots and very important themes? Uh, It's funny. I actually thought the same thing when they showed the record players. Mm-hmm. like, man, this is like a new thing. I guess to give it that old timey feel, because they play like especially in this one, old. It's a very uh, like fifties. Yeah, I I think it started style. when Insidious came out. Use a record player. Yeah, in that. that's probably. I wouldn't doubt at least some where they got the idea, yeah. inspiration. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I, I wonder if that's just what pulls well. You know, oh, cool, a record player. You know, makes it seem more vintage. And this this whole movie takes place in a super nice house, so mm-hmm. it makes it seem even nicer, I guess. Dude, I love this house. Oh, it's banging. Like, I don't know. Like, I assume it's a real house because there's no way they had a budget to build a set. <laughs> so whoever lives in this house, if it's that good, oh, <laughs> give it to me. Upgrades. Upgrade. Um, uh, and a non-movie related question from my friend Morgan. Morgan's not uh, real. <laughs> she has an extra A in her name, so fuck her. Morjan. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, I know Morjan. <laughs> uh, what are our short-term and long-term goals for the show? Uh, short-term is to not die. Long-term is to die. I think that's life. Yeah, well, it's it goes with the show. Is the show your life? I guess. I Ew. did miss a week, and that's pretty much my life right there. Ew. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Wait, well, I guess I don't know what scope that means. Do I want more listeners? Yes. So I think short term, short term is to get to at least fifty weekly listeners. Yeah. Uh, long term, I would say getting featured on some other shows would be cool. That'd be super. You know, I think we've we've talked about it a bit. You know, we're we're not making content to get followers, but that's obviously how you can gauge some success. Yeah. And you know, I, I just want to put out something people like I'm t- we're not doing a good job but <laughs> i don't know i, I think like it i listen I, every I just, week i just want to have i don't um i, I just want to have well i edit it um i just want to have fun put out a show that people like um it would be cool to eventually branch out and be on other people's shows stuff like that see and that's like what do you think about when i'm thinking about the future like i don't really give a shit about sponsorships or any of that stuff like don't get me wrong pay me i'll do something yeah but like when I listen to like other local podcasts or you know things with people I've met or know, it's like man, just to be able to get an invite to something like that seems super cool. I would say one of my th- this you might share this um, in particular would be to get on Terror Traders podcast. Yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be super, those guys seem super cool. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. Like, when we, every time we've met them, they've been awesome. Yeah, they're also salesmen, so I'm sure they just look at us and go, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, wearing the same goddamn shirt. Right. Well. <laughs> Well, one's your handler. <laughs> the other one's not allowed to cross the street without the other one. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into some info on the movie. There is no info. Uh, dude, we just gave it all. You're not kidding. Uh, there is barely any information. So, aftermath came out August fourth, twenty twenty one. For the rating, Zach, what do you think this movie was rated by critics? what an eight eight percent there is no critic rating <laughs> so nobody watched this movie it has a 23 percent audience rating though um a runtime of an hour and 54 minutes that's a, that seemed way longer i had a really hard time watching this movie i'm certain you did too oh yeah it was a it was a stretch like and i tried really hard because i have a bad habit of getting on my phone when i'm watching a lot of our movies because i've either seen it or it's something generic where oh i shook this camera for an hour because that's what you like to watch yes sir but this one like so i tried really hard to not veer away from this movie i didn't pause it i, I, I sat for the two hours straight and it felt terrible because oh, well, it was good so for you because even i couldn't do that for this movie I, I i usually when i'm watching stuff i'm doing other things this is how i would i like the sound more than anything else but i really tried to pay attention to this one i was hoping it would be good it was so bad um, I don't know how I took almost double the amount of notes for this movie I have any other movie recently. I don't understand um, how. There's not even dialogue in this movie. Um, 
Also, there is no budget info or box office info for this movie. I checked eight different websites. Did this even come out in theaters? <laughs> I don't I think, think it did. A Netflix re- I th- release. I think it might have been straight to Netflix. I don't think it's a Netflix well, property. No, but... I think because it was 2020 when it came out, so they probably filmed it. Well, it, yeah, if they had a shorter, they couldn't have had that much editing. It probably got uh, started uh, right around COVID start. Yeah. So, and it released 2021 when all everything was shut down. It released end of 2021, though. Oh, everything, it? August. Okay. Everything well, was pretty much open. So, like a year ago? Um, yeah, just stuff was still Oh, actually, closed. just about. Yeah, stuff no. was still pretty closed, but I think by summer last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The I world. Don't know. I don't remember anything until about February of 2022. So. Oh, you can remember that far back? Kinda. I was a child once, I'm told. <laughs> Came out in a full suit and tie. Pretty much. Um, Pixar didn't happen. This was directed by Peter Winther, Winther. who directed literally nothing of note. Um, well, he directed Aftermath. Yeah. Literally nothing of note. <laughs> Got it. Uh, the cast starring is Ashley Green. She was Alice in the Twilight movies. I don't know if she has a if that's a big role or not. All I know is that's her um, credits. I looked her up because she looked kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. She, uh, it's not a major role for sure. I think it was one of the minor ones in the last one or two maybe. But it was pretty bit part. I, I, I've watched those movies once. They're fucking terrible, but... I don't remember her being having like a, a major part at all for whatever she was. If you can't hear this cat screaming at me right now. Um, and Sean Ashmore, who we said is uh, Iceman in the X-Men movies, Lamplighter the in the Ice Boys. And, yes, and he was in Animorphs. Um, and the plot of this movie, in case you're struggling to find it. Um, is no plot. A young couple struggling to stay together are offered an amazing deal on a home with a questionable past that would uh, normally be beyond their means. In a final attempt to start fresh as a couple, they take the deal. I just... I guess. I mean... I mean, it's not not wrong, wrong. but it's also so... so minor for everything. Uh, I'm really curious at the end how you felt about, like, I guess what you'd call it a twist... Like I, I just want to skip this movie and just describe how much I hate this thing. Nah, we and, gotta we gotta sit through the two hours of me reading this movie to you. All right, I will just yell at you for a while, and we'll see how far we get. <laughs> okay, so we open with a based on true events card as we hear heavy breathing and clanging, uh, just like every other movie. <laughs> then a nine one one dispatch asks what the lady on the other end's location is. She says she's at her house before a door opens, and we hear a struggle. Uh, the lady screams, no, I love you, before a gunshot is heard. Then the camera pans over a dead woman's body as we hear someone exhale. <sighs> yeah. That was it. <laughs> That's perfect. I just made to aftermath level status. <laughs> um, then through the production credits, we see another person covered in blood uh, sitting in front of a gun. Camera slowly pans up to a bloody hand uh, with a wedding ring on. Then we see an absolutely destroyed head partially like caved in and the wall behind him is covered in blood camera focuses on the blood before we get a title card over it then a crime scene cleanup team is seen cleaning the blood off the wall not that it's a good for the plot point or anything but i do like the job for no reason i liked it too because it's not something you really think about like yes they have those teams but because mm-hmm. these they'll get into it vaguely a little later this isn't working for the police this is just his business where it's yeah. literally the police hire them to clean up 
You want to see a dead body? And I think I might have mentioned this on the show before. I was super interested in doing crime scene cleanup for a minute. Um, but I don't think so. No. But then I, f- I found out you had to be on call 24-7. Yep. And with my hearing issues when I'm asleep, nothing wakes me up. Oh. Well, so, I bet that gets old real quick. How much shit and piss and blood can you clean up? That stuff doesn't really bother me. So I, uh, I Not even as a bother. I would say more as a chore. Yeah, I mean, like mopping and scrubbing carpets. I don't mind it to be honest, but like the main thing was like the pay was pretty good. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's like it's like being uh, driving a trash truck. You know, nobody wants to do it, so they pay super well. Um. Anyway, so back to the movie. One of the men is Kevin, uh, who asked the rest of the team to focus as they discuss the victim and say they should have at least taken the courtesy of using a uh, less messy method of killing themselves. This argument goes on for so long. I hate these two guys. I like... What's the flamboyant guy's name? I don't remember either of these guys. They don't names. say their names until the end of the movie. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember them at all. But there, there's two guys. One who's like... The character is literally just built to be an insensitive asshole. Yeah. And say inappropriate things. Yeah, at I, I call him the douche. The douche. <laughs> and the other guy's kind of the sassy, gay black best friend i like him he uh, that's what i say i liked him he was funny the character does not fit this movie at all no if he was on like how i met your mother i'd be like this guy's perfect i love him um so they walk out of the house still talking about how using a gun that size was a douche move before another one of the crew says you can't call a dead guy a douche when yeah. when the guy asks why an approaching man and woman reply because it's insensitive uh, Kevin sees them and he immediately starts apologizing. Super backpedal. And then the man. Uh... Yeah, yeah, he's a man, and he. Um... Oh, I'm sorry, my autocorrect. The man berates them on making fun of this tragedy. Um, Kevin quickly changes the subject and takes them on a walkthrough so they can sign off on the job. Um, then we cut to a woman named Natalie listening to alt rock in an art studio, cutting fabric into a dress as she gets a phone call from someone named Serena. Serena, uh, who playing tennis? Who gives her news of them finally finding an interested financier? Uh, she jumps around excitedly before ending the call and celebrating, dancing around with her dog. I forgot about the dog. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, this movie, it, it, admittedly, we watched this a little longer ago than I meant to before we talked about it. But this movie is so uneventful and indistinct. There's no nothing that stands out maybe maybe towards the end is a couple of bits but it's so hard to remember even after i watched it i was like what just happened so in this movie? when i'm reading this and like spitting it back out in my mind the night house is playing <laughs> that's what i keep thinking about the whole time like it's very similar i guess this except is... her husband's not dead and it's surprisingly worse somehow yeah no, I, I would agree I, this might be the worst movie we've ever watched it was <laughs> i don't know easy. about that I think it's definitely up there, though. It's so bad. Uh, so then we see Kevin pull up in his car as Natalie is walking down the sidewalk. He rolls down the window and whistles at her, asks if she needs a ride, and she instantly starts giving him shit and asks if guys really think the whistling thing works. Then she roasts him for driving a Toyota. <laughs> I kind of like this because you didn't hit it on too much. Like They're pretending they don't know each other, but talking about meeting up. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't know. They played it off really well. Like It's not, a, again... The movie's so bad. But it's not a good scene, but they play off each other really well, I thought. Yeah. So then she says she's actually on the way to surprise her husband. Kevin asks, well, what the surprise 
Uh, what, what's the surprise? Well, what the surprise? Hey, surprise! <laughs> My country, what mean? <laughs> well, what's the surprise? And she tells him they found an investor to get her brick and mortar running. He excitedly says, well, let's get you home then. She gets in the car and they kiss. And they get the double sex Um, t- Not really. No. So at the house, know. they have a movie called Rear Window by Alfred Hitchcock playing. Do you um, not know this movie? No. For real? For real. This movie is the inspiration for a gabillion spinoffs and remakes. And I mean, look yeah. it up, man. It's a it's a super famous movie. So most of my my Hitchcock knowledge is very low. That's fair. Like, but I, I would say this is like common knowledge. It's like Psycho. Like everybody knows what Psycho is. I never seen it, but. We gotta, you gotta watch it. I love Psycho. I keep the rest. The rest of them are not good. But when when it's a movie like that, I want to give it a real time and like good setting for it. Like I want to focus when it's something that's supposed to be, especially when it's older. Because you have to like for me, I want to get myself in that like that mindset. Because it's really easy to say a movie shitty nowadays when comparing it to things that have just gotten way over the top, big budget, or you know the the creative process is different because Hollywood is changed so much um, oh my god yes like just what was allowable back then compared to now is so different i try to think about those movies of like when they came out why it would be like so good yeah and just how, how things them. were presented exactly. back then is so different like it, it's stuff i don't even know or like, understand like jump scares were pretty much non-existent right um that yeah that's way more most mostly classical score as opposed to like the pop right rap like club music we get in most horror movies now yeah yeah that's oh god i didn't realize how true that is yeah <laughs> um <laughs> pretty much yep or it's sale sale <laughs> fucking just want to watch blade 2 now man now we'll talk about that later all right uh <laughs> so yeah that alfred hitchcock movie is playing uh, and they're sitting on the couch together cuddling and being generally coupley like uh, super generic like you, you would think they're the happy couple, which is what they're going for, obviously. So they talk about how exciting it is for her to finally get the store, and they start to make out. And right away, Kevin pops that top off. He is um, instant, like, oh, this is happening. I'm gonna do all the things. Uh, they kiss for a moment before Kevin sits up and says, "I can't do this. I can't do this. Do this." Before they both sit up, pissed off. I thought it's because he had uh, ice stick, but as we'll soon find out, he did. And this movie takes a real weird turn right here. Uh, so we then hear audio of a therapy session where Kevin says, I'm not even mad anymore. I just feel numb. Um, it's not about the affair. It's about the betrayal. As we see Natalie sitting on the bathroom floor crying, and we learn that she cheated on him. Right. And they they get into it in a minute. Like, in a, in a couple minutes here. They they pop off with some dialogue. It's super hard, and they get into this whole affair thing, and... It definitely has like a point in the plot, but it didn't need it either. No, it really didn't. They could have avoided the whole thing, there... and it felt really forced. Like, because they start making out, like you said, yeah, and then out of nowhere, he just goes, "I can't do this," and oh, I can't. My legs don't work anymore. There is one character in this movie that is absolutely pointless, and it's so good. I would say all of them are pointless. Yeah. Is it the villain? Because he's pointless too. Okay, there's two characters. It's, it's, it's pointless. They're uh, all pointless. So now we see in the actual therapy session, uh, the therapist asks both of them how it's going in the romantic department. They both shake their heads, and the therapist says, "In the aftermath." Get it? Oh. Get it? It's 
the name of the movie. Uh, it's God, the, I wish. It's the only time they say it. Um, and it, can I, now we're talking about it, I have to stop you there. What the fuck does the title even mean? I, I couldn't think of like a good enough reason. I know it's also the title of a Schwarzenegger movie. So maybe they were going for like, oh, this is that movie. And then someone clicks on it. <laughs> Just straight stealing <laughs> clickbait. Oh, man. That's the best <laughs> swerve ever. Yeah, like... Uh, oh, you want to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger? Wait till the end. Like Demonic and Paranormal Investigation. Very similar titles. Yeah, same exact title. They rhyme because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's a, a bit of an older reference for the it's show. It's still one of my favorites, though. <laughs> Uh, stop listening to Scarapy and go listen to Scarapy. Go listen to old Scarapy. Whatever those episodes When, when are. we had hope. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's long been beaten out of us. Oh, God. Hope. Three months ago. We got headsets and we were like, fuck this show. <laughs> we got headsets and we're like, we're gods now. <laughs> and now all three people that yeah. listen to us. I spit on someone today. Huh? We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Hit me. Yeah, nothing for yeah. you. <laughs> I thought this was a real story coming. No. You could have made up something banging. <laughs> I could have, but... He stabbed my mom, so I spit on him. Spit on a cat. Fuck these cats. Anyway, uh, so... In the aftermath of an affair, there is room for new trust and communication, but you have to put in the work and not expect the relationship to rebuild itself. Duh, your hello. F- your first marriage is over, but you need to think about if you want to make a second one together. Yes. Um, maybe they need a change of scenery. Then we get a shot of Kevin staring at the murder-suicide house from the beginning, uh-huh. and it's got a for sale sign on it now. <laughs> He's like, new beginning, huh? Murder house. All right. Take me to murder town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, move over to a girl named Danny and Natalie, and we learn Danny is Natalie's sister. Um, and a bitch. Oh, God, I hate her. You, like, you're um, definitely not supposed to side with her, but they really try to justify her point for no reason. Uh, she thinks the therapist is right, but Natalie says she's unsure if it's ever going to get any better. Danny says, look, you totally fucked up, but Kevin isn't the only victim. Your needs weren't being met either. Right there. And like... Like, I, I get being down for your family, oh, but like, yeah. it's her fault. And I, Well, yeah, and I wouldn't even well, say it's a bad argument. I don't know. But it's like, that's not how you solve a, an issue either. <laughs> It's such a stupid thing to say. Well, let, I'm a victim too. Let so. me justify you ruining yeah, your marriage. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I did a shitty thing. I didn't mean to, and you know, I, I, I guess I can't argue that in any way you could be like, well, I'm a victim in this because I made a choice to do this, and I'm an asshole, and I got caught. Cool. Uh, so Natalie tells Danny, that I don't even want to talk about this right now, but Danny says, look, Kevin pulled back from you. To which Natalie replies, yeah, and I think anyone who found their brother hanging in their closet would do the same thing. Seems pretty reasonable. Damn. Do they ever go into that? No, that's it. That's literally it's, all they... It's just, hey, his brother killed himself, and that's why I cheated on him. <laughs> in, a, in a roundabout yeah, way. Yeah. In I, a roundabout way. I get what they're going for there, but I wonder if there is a scene, or this is just how the idea got brought up, if that's why he does this business, to Ooh. Like, clean up and prevent people from having to deal with that. Man, like, that's a pretty cool uh, scenario. That would there. be a cool backstory. Yeah, the, the this character, the what the hell's his name even? Kevin. Kevin. He, uh, I would say he's not the character isn't good, but he had the most interesting potential for sure. Like yeah. the girl Natalie, right? Natalie. She is pointless. She is really does nothing for a movie, and her character is pretty generic. But 
like Kevin, like I really, like I said, I really like this business he has. It's his business, and he's you know doing what he needs to for obviously like cope with his brother and his failing marriage, all these things. I don't know. I like his the idea of his character a lot. They just didn't get go the right way. I think. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so <laughs> I just looked at my notes. I wrote this movie's like an onion. It's got layers. <laughs> Everything's back to Shrek now. We literally just talked about Shrek before we started recording. Yeah, we did. There's Twice. A, there's a Shrek night at the Van Buren uh, this month, so don't so, go to it. Um, uh, if you want to see Scary P live, come to come to the Shrek at the Van Buren. We will not be there, but it'll be just as terrible. Uh, it'll be like listening to us talking. Oh, God. So Kevin gets home and awkwardly says hi to Danny before she makes an excuse and leaves. Um, Kevin then tells Natalie about the house and she declines right away uh, but he says he already talked to the owner and they would get a great price and Natalie pops off on him asking why he would ask about buying a house before talking to her about it um, how'd you feel about that? I was just going to say like I don't think that's a, to ask about it I don't think that's an unreasonable yeah. thing it's like hey it's not like he took out thing. a loan or anything yeah like it wasn't anything other than inquiry and like if somebody like, if Courtney was like, hey, I found this super nice house, maybe we might have a good chance to get it. Like, okay. How dare you? Yeah, like, what the f- <laughs> fuck me, I guess. <laughs> uh, so she says, what happened there is disturbing, but he says, you won't even be able to tell that anything happened there. Uh, I know, because I cleaned it myself. I cleaned it up. <laughs> which, super weird flex. I, I liked it, though. I did, too, but it's like, that's, uh... That's, I don't know. It just... <laughs> It was such a weird flex. It's like, well, I fucking cleaned it, so I did the dishes, so I'm the only one who gets to use them. <laughs> like a fucking frat boy. Yeah, just like some garbage shit. Look, eat your cereal off a of frisbee like an adult and go to fuck yourself. God, some cereal sounds really good right now. Ooh, okay, if we're talking cereal, where you, what's your go-to? So, I have three go-tos. I was waiting for, I was going to say, what's your top three? All right. Reese's Puffs. Um, in no particular order. Okay. Reese's Puffs. Um, I know... Wait, no. I'm thinking of someone else, not you. Okay. Uh, Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries. Oops All or just Mix? Mix. I can't do Oops Alls. No, it's, it's too, too much. much. Yeah. And my third is Fruity Pebbles, dude. Fruity Pebbles are banging, but I don't like milk, so I don't use very little milk in cereal. I thought you were going to say use water, and I was about to smack you. If you use water, you. you should kill yourself. There's no reason to put water in cereal. Unless you can't afford milk and then you shouldn't be able to afford cereal. Then yeah, your, your cereal better be in a large plastic bag that you bought six years ago. Okay, but those can be delicious. They can be, but that's poor people's cereal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or large family cereal. I'll give you that. Um, But like, I got this fucking protein powder this week that I, I had for the first time Hway. today. It, it is Huey. I know. Uh, and it's Fruity Pebbles flavored. It actually, it actually tastes, tastes like Fruity Pebbles. If we're going to talk Fruity Pebbles again, uh, have you ever had a fruit, it's uh, like a Rice Krispies treat, but out of, made out of Fruity Pebbles? Of course I have. Oh my god, it's I've, the best version of Rice I've Krispies. I've had Fruity Pebbles whipped cream, uh, it's delicious, I, it was on top of a milkshake actually. Um, Fruity Pebbles, I had the Fruity Pebbles cupcake at Terror Trader. That thing was banging. Um, I had two of them, one of them was very stale. Yes. <laughs> to the well, point where I threw it away. That was the end of the um, day, so. Yeah, it was closing time. But, yeah, man, Fruity Pebbles, they hit. When, what what about right, you? Right. Uh, top, top three. Top three cereals. All right. 
if we're going no particular order, my go-to is Honey Nut Cheerios. I know that's kind of bland. Okay, I no, like I, I, I fuck with it, yeah. Like, they're not too sweet, they're not super plain. Regular Cheerios, that's for sociopaths. Nobody should eat that. Oh, honorable mansion, Frosted Flakes. Yeah, it's just plain Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it is. Right? Uh, you know what's a banger? Okay, so I got two more then. If I'm going to hit, like, top favorites, Waffle Crisp. I think solely... I don't know if they even make that anymore. I've never even heard of that. It's like Captain Crunch, but it's essentially maple syrup flavored. Ooh. Um, but it they're little bigger pieces. They kind of look like Captain Crunch, too. But they uh, will tear up your mouth and tongue after, like, two bites. But they're delicious. Uh, and O's. You ever had O's? No. It's an older cereal. They make a an Oreo one now, too. Well, they've had it for a long time. You've probably seen those. Okay, yeah. There's a regular one, and it's the same thing. It's pretty much like a Honey Nut Cheerio, but sweeter. It has, like, more sugar on it. It's super good. Man. Now I'm thinking about cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Graham Graham Crackers. (laughs) Yes. Graham Crackers. I'm just going to leave it at that. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, though. Um, I like the smell way more than the flavor. Cookie Crisp. I don't. I liked. I used to love them. When you're a kid and you get cookie crisps, yeah, that's you got a bowl of chocolate chip cookies. Hundred. I mean, shit. If somebody gave me a bowl of chocolate chip cookies right now, I'd still be more than ecstatic. But like, yeah. But if I'm going cookie cookies, crisp, yeah. If I'm going cookies and I can choose what kind of getting, I'm getting Snickerdoodle every time. A bowl of them? Yeah. I don't know if I get that. I love a Snicker. A fresh Snickerdoodle is probably my tops in a cookie. Like, Pazuki me with a snickerdoodle. Oh, dude. Oreg- Oregano's, get on it. Give me give me six of them, because I'm never going to stop eating Oregano's, this. Oregano's, get on it. I'm going to die at this table. Those are the best. Man, you want to stop recording and go to Oregano's? Can we just stop recording? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Go to Oregano's. Come see me. Let's get back to this fucking movie. Pass. <laughs> so, um, Natalie... In case you forgot, they're arguing about the house right now. I forgot her name, so... (laughs) Uh, Natalie doesn't want to move into a house where there was a murder-suicide, and Kevin says, Shit happens every day and all homes have history. They fight for a moment before Natalie says, I don't want to live in a house where I have to think about the memory of a wall covered in brains. (laughs) To which Kevin, the savage, replies, "Um, I don't want to sleep in a bed where I have to relive the memory of seeing my wife suck another guy's dick savage like if you're on burn levels this guy's incinerating this <laughs> like and uh, she she starts defending herself about what happened and he sighs and he says i'm gonna go sleep on the fucking couch yeah i don't want to deal like, with this anymore i'm done goodbye uh, and then like they preface this already with therapy and everything yeah but they've clearly had this argument a hundred thousand so times. he hits her with that and she starts saying you know that's not how it happened it was a moment of weakness all right. that stuff and he just goes bye uh, yep i'm sleeping on the couch <laughs> like jesus cheese and rice cheese it's french toast cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon back toast to french toast it's just french toast they have that actually i'm pretty sure it's a cereal too that's just churros Ooh, <laughs> a good churro you can't go wrong man you know who has banging churros are you gonna say rubio's because rubio's no. has delicious churros el pollo loco really they have the rest of their food is churros. so terrible yeah like facts I, actually they had um taquito nachos for a minute and it was actually really good but besides that it's trash paint me a word picture on taquito nachos <laughs> you ready for this hit me 
plate of nachos, taquito on top of it. That's it. That's just a. T- that's just nachos <laughs> with the taquito. I mean, I'm into it, but that is not what that is. Because my thought was a mess of fucking taquitos, <laughs> whatever. Many regular, pick your poison. Just covered in covered in shit. melted cheese, sour cream, lettuce. That yeah, sounds banging. That sounds good. <laughs> I'm hungry. Me too. <laughs> How's your diet going? Oh, God. Way. Kill myself. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we cut to Kevin asleep on the couch. Natalie comes out and lays down next to him. He wakes up and she tells him, look, we're going to have to cut back on expenses and you need to go back to school, but we can get the house. Total sacrifice for her to want to buy this <laughs> super fucking nice house. And you haven't seen like the total Man, lavishness of this it's house. It's crazy. Like you only see the beginning when they're cleaning out, but it still looks you can already see it's a very nice house. And I really like the it's it's like a modern style, very cubed house. I love modern style. Yeah, I think they say at one point, um the person that died there, they had built the house yeah. custom to them, so it's like all upgraded and fancy spots. Yep. And that's actually this scene right here. Perfect. Uh, that I could cut you off so we don't have to do it again. We see them pulling up to the house to look at it, and it's actually the couple from before who berated them for making fun of the tragedy. Uh, we were, we glossed over that. 100% they had the, they were in the right to that. Oh, yeah. Because the guy that works for Kevin is pretty much just being like, like adamantly arguing... You can't use that kind of shotgun. It's inconsiderate to the people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> While these people are just standing there, not without him noticing. And he's just like, oh, I mean, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> and then they destroy him of being an asshole. Um, so it's actually the sister of the guy that died and her husband. Uh, and they're going through the home, telling them about remote locks that connect to an app on their phones. She says there's a lot of extra tech uh, but they had trouble with the cameras here and there. Um, the lady says her brother designed everything here, so they're going to get a lot of expensive extras at a low cost. Um, just think of the house as a crazy, modern, flashy house, yeah, pretty much. it's got everything uh, you want. Kevin tells her, look, we're extremely interested, but these last few years have been hard on us. I love this. Uh, he hands her a check and says, I know it's not the price you asked for, but it's all we have, and if you accept, we can sign the paper right now. I love they had already said we negotiate. We we had talked price, and he comes in with, "I can't pay you that, but this is what I will pay." But here's you. this. Yeah. Um. So she looks at the check and is clearly disappointed. Now she denies um, it, and the movie's over. And you know what? I thought it was gonna be worse. Like if it had kept going, this movie would be unwatchable. Oh fuck. Uh, her husband Robert there, uh, whispers to her, "We should talk about this first before she looks at him and says, "Look, we we haven't had an offer in a while. Add another twenty k, and it's yours." Perfect. And they're like, "Yep, we can do another twenty thousand. Right? This, this year was so hard that I have twenty thousand extra dollars for you. My bad, bro. I've never even had twenty thousand dollars. Oh, there's like a bunch of this mattress. Yoink! Don't. Anyways. I need that. <laughs> That's my Slenderman money. Um, so we see Natalie and Danny moving in. As all Danny can talk about is the fucking murder that happened. Like she's like, "Oh yeah, I totally get it." It was right there on that wall, huh? Just pointing out like, oh man, look, the Eiffel Tower. Oh man, look, this is where brains were. Then she pretty much tells Natalie she shouldn't do this. Uh, They hear the dog barking downstairs, and they go to see what he's barking at. He's barking at the closet door, um, to which Danny says, oh, that's all you. Um, I'm out. Natalie opens it and sees a coat closet that goes uh, back into what appears to be nothing, but there's 
very clearly a hidden room. Though. Right. It's just like black space into very little. Um, and there is a there's like claw marks on the bottom of the door, but Danny just says that's probably where the victim was pulled out from. I mean, that's a rightful justification, but also you didn't clean <laughs> you cleaned it, but I guess nothing else got done after the cleaning. Um, then Danny says, hiding in the closet's fucking stupid. Use the front door. Yeah, dummy. Um, Kevin then jumps around the corner to scare Natalie, and she fucking socks him. <laughs> like, what's a good jump punch? I can picture one in my head, but I, I can't think of like, yeah, the scene in the movie. Too. But, but like, she, like, turns while swinging gets that whole 180 momentum she, and she just got the hips bang. Yeah, that's, that's how you that's how you knock out a motherfucker. Um, and then they laugh it off. <laughs> Tee my bad. Um, that <laughs> night, they are awoken by the dog wanting to go outside. Uh, Kevin eventually gets up to let him out and he walks past the digital thermostat as we see it drop from 70 degrees all the way down to 45. Uh, when Kevin and the dog get back inside, the dog won't go up the stairs barking at a shadow that walks behind Kevin. Little poop monster. Um, when he comes back up, the temperature is 31 degrees, and he turns it back to 70. Gets back into bed, Natalie turns startled, and she goes, did, did you just use the bathroom? And he goes, no. She goes, someone's in the fucking bathroom, and the door is closed. Um, he gets up and goes to the door. Is there ever a noise for the bathroom? Because it's off camera, right? Um, yeah, we just see the the shadow walk by. Right, right. So, obviously, something is there. Yeah. Uh, but, like, what was th- this thing doing in the bathroom? Was he just like, I'm going to wash my hands. vibing. $20 in my pocket. <laughs> Fucking writing notes on the mirror. Uh, so, he gets up and goes to the door, and they find it empty. Um, just little pee drips everywhere. Yeah, Natalie runs in behind him to look around and double check. And he goes, look, you were probably just half asleep and you spooked yourself. Probably just a dumb bitch. Yeah. The next day, Kevin grabs the mail to find a porno mag. Oh, shit. Uh, he's on the phone trying to cancel it because he didn't buy it as Natalie asks where her keys are. He ends the call and they talk about how great she's going to do today. Then she sees the magazine. He says, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> he says, it's not what it looks like. Uh, but she says, it's weird you need a magazine. You have the internet. Thank you. Uh, I need to feel the paper between my pants. I like that analog porn. <laughs> analog porn is so funny. It's a, it's a banger, right? I stole that 100%. Of course you did. Some comedian. Um, so he goes to look for her keys on her desk. As she says, I already looked there. Uh, and he finds them right away. Right, and they are very clearly right there. Uh, she tells him she packed him a lunch, and then she goes to leave. Uh, she goes outside to see a blue pickup truck and a man in it staring at her who peels out when she sees him. Normally... I'm like, blue pickup? I really like certain blue trucks. I think they're like my favorite look. Like a, like a royal blue or maybe a little lighter than royal. I don't know why I love that blue. Weird. Yeah. Well, I'm weirder. I like yeah. brown cars. Like yours? Or... My car is not brown. No, my car is blue. That's the brown Kia. Oh, that was Adam. Totally wrong person. I don't know who the fuck that is. You met him before. He used to work at your company. Before you started. Uh, he doesn't listen, it's fine. Fuck you, Adam. Love you. Uh, but yeah, I, I like brown cars. Like, shit brown? Like, dirt brown. Okay, I can, I get that. Certain cars. Like, a brown, like, Camaro? 
spicy. Spice. I mean, I just like Camaros, though. That's that's fair. Camaros, like certain mod, certain models, years, whatever you call them, have a pretty hot body. Ooh, touch my body. <laughs> uh, so now we see a meeting between Natalie and some lady named Doctor Sasner. Sas. <laughs> Give me some Sasner in here. Can we get some Sasner? Uh. Dr. Sasner talking about how awesome Natalie is at making clothes and how smart she is. She accepts an offer to have her clothes in, I believe the number is 150 retail stores. Uh, a lot of clothes. Then we considering see... Considering she's one person. It's all Hot Topic, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't sell anything, so it's only 150 pieces. They'll never get made. Never, if they get bought, they'll get returned. Have you seen these people? <laughs> Can't um, afford a damn bowl of jello. So now we see Kevin at a college campus taking notes, and we see a blonde girl named Avery uh, kind of flirt, talk with Kevin about partnering up for class. I really like, they, they very much push the idea of the flirt and what's going on, but like, I would say she wasn't doing anything more than being... This is the character who has no reason to be in this movie. More um, so than anyone else. I get what they were trying to do with it. Like, she was clearly supposed to be like... Like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna cheat with her. Well, not that. That's I, I think it's for sure what so, I thought right well, away. Well, that's the obvious thought. But I guess my my thought process of this character was it's to make her jealous because of that. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, new scenario now. He's gonna do it to her, and all these things are happening because of whatever. Um, but literally, she's just a friend. Yeah, and she's a good friend. Yeah. She, she does the right things. Yeah, so she they eventually bump into each other as Kevin is leaving for the day. And she makes a joke about stalking him, and he puts his number in her phone for school purposes, and then leaves. Um, and it says and he put his name as boobs. <laughs> I also thought that she could have been, like, a stalker. That would have been a cool... I think that's what they were kind of going for with the truck, like... I'm pretty sure it's very clearly a man in that, but I thought maybe yeah. that's what they were going to go towards with they're being stalked by, like, this girl and maybe a killer or something. Like, I was hoping that would be it, because we watched the trailer for this movie, and you have no idea what's happening. No. And there's no fucking plot to this movie or description, so you have no <laughs> idea what's fucking happening. All, the only thing we have so far is, like, some very pseudo... Take a drink. Shit. Uh paranormal things that aren't even really paranormal at least not yet just somebody's in their shitter (laughs) (laughs) um so now we see at home kevin has set up a candlelit dinner for natalie um he puts on a record and they get all romantical (laughs) (laughs) yeah have you seen um i think it's haunted house too um, the parody one? Yes. Uh, I'm sure I have. It's been for years. So, sure. <laughs> the reason I write romantical and say it the way I do, in, in Haunted House 2, there is a demonologist that goes to prison, and they're s- Skyping with the main character about the demons. And Mark Henry comes in as, like, Big Bubba, and he goes, Turn that computer off. Get over here and kiss me on my hot mouth. I'm feeling romantical. <laughs> and it's, that line particularly Forever is always brain. in my mind. <laughs> uh, can we bring up that the movie we watched before this also had Mark Henry? Yeah. So we it's, just, the, uh, it's the marketing. The, are we in the Hall of Pain We're in by the Hall watching of pain. these fucking movies? <laughs> World's Strongest Slam Me, please. World's Strongest Pain Me. Uh, so 
then guess what happens next? They poop. They get to kissing, and as the music rises, Kevin pops that top off. Oh, yeah. Um, before not, The music's not the only thing rising in this scene, big boy. Before we basically get a softcore porn music video that lasts about five strokes too long. It's a way longer scene than it needed to be. Yeah. It was super no, weird. It's, it felt, it's really weird. It felt really forced <laughs> to, to elude, well, not even elude, just tell them, hey, they're forgiving each other. Their relationship's building. They could have just woken up with messy hair and be like, last night was great. Yeah. Um, that, that's all you needed. Then we see them in bed and they're sleeping. And it's so cold you can see Natalie's breath. Uh, she gets up shivering and we see the temp is at 31 again. She turns it back up to 70. Then suddenly the record player turns on downstairs. Spooky. Uh, she walks over to it, calls out to Kev. Um, Kev. And then she turns it off. And we see behind her the closet door creaks open. Uh, she goes to investigate with a nearby bottle of wine as a weapon. Um, and when she looks inside, we see nothing but the coats hanging and the scratches on the wall. Yeah, the same fucking closet. She walks back upstairs, or sorry, she walks back to the stairs, only to hear the door creak open again. And the son of a bitch hits the closet door once again. Just immediately closes it. It's This is the only, I'd say, like recurring thing. Well, maybe that and the temperature. The only thing that's like really recurring with whatever is antagonizing these people, and I still don't get it. I don't. I don't understand what the play is besides being a spook spookster. Uh, she walks away, and <laughs> nothing. Nothing that, huh? No. <laughs> Just plowing through this movie. <laughs> All right, read your fucking notes. <laughs> the. She walks back and looks in again and suits it quickly. Shuts it. I guess. Um, Context clues <laughs> get, did getting, it for me, I guess. And she gets back into bed right away. Kevin wakes up and holds her as he tells her how great tonight was and that he missed the way she sounded. Uh, then they decide it's time for round two as the camera pans out slowly and we hear someone exhale. Zach hit us with the exhale. <laughs> you know, as like stupid as that was, it's not too far off. No, exactly. <laughs> the movie is fucking terrible. The villain of the movie is so poorly portrayed, it's... I don't know how they thought that this would grab any audience. It's so bad. Um, then we cut to Natalie in the morning in the shower. She exits, and in the mirror, High Beautiful is written out of the fog. I had a really um, hard time reading what it said. I don't know if you did. So, I... I did at first, and I was like, oh, that it's clearly meant to be cutesy. I, I, I thought then, it just said, hi, or, uh, or love you, or something. See, I, I could not Another out, to parallel honest. to the night house. <laughs> exactly. Same fucking shit. Um, she goes downstairs, kisses Kevin, and says uh, she's going to miss him today. She says she was thinking that we could go out tonight, but Kevin says, I got called out to a job, so I'm not going to be here. Uh, then he, he says... You're so beautiful. And she says, thanks for the note. Uh, to which he replies, what note? Just They played so hard <laughs> at, you're so beautiful, which she said out of nowhere, just to give the reference of the note. Uh, so the door no bell, reason. doorbell rings, and um, there's a package for Kevin. He has no clue what it is. <laughs> the best package. Uh, we cut to Kevin's job where one of the guys is, talking to him about someone racking up 2k of debt in porn under Kevin's name. Oh yeah. Uh, and says a ghost sighting and identity th 
theft in one day is crazy before the douche guy uh, goes, hey, what kind of porn was it? I'm trying to help. I might know somebody will buy yep. it. Kevin gets a text from college girl Avery saying she's getting drinks to help the workflow and then puts a wink emoji. Um, really if you're telling this. me that they didn't fuck in a deleted scene, like... I think... <laughs> Maybe, and maybe this is where the movie fails. They they had so many ideas of what was this twor- twist was going to be, or even just to elude what this twist was going to be, that they didn't know what to do. They're just like, ah, shit, it's all B-roll. Eh, it'll make a story. Um, this is so, probably just a bunch of deleted scenes yeah. from movies that have already been made. <laughs> just like, throw these characters together and make a story. So then douchebag guy says, you know, maybe who, you hallucinated the ghost sighting. But Kevin's face is in his phone, so this guy goes, Hey, are you going to listen to me, or are you just going to text? To which he replies, Oh, I'm going to text. Yep. <laughs> nope. Which, most respectful thing he did in the whole movie. So, guy looks at his phone, and he goes, Who the fuck is Avery, and why are you texting her? And then Kevin goes, Get to work. <laughs> I'm your boss. Uh, they ask if she's cute, and say, I don't know, man, sounds like karma to me. Uh, then Kevin says, Look, things with Nat, me and Nat are much better. And then they start working. Also, karma? That's just being a vengeful dick. Yeah. <laughs> you cheated on me. I'm going to do it later after we buy a fucking billion dollar house. Uh, so now we see Danny and Natalie arguing over the phone, but having their mom over to her house for dinner. Uh, Natalie says, I don't want to deal with our mom. Uh, and Danny says, or, and she says, Danny can do that on her own. Natalie finally agrees as she throws the dog's tennis ball yep. uh, underneath the bed. Uh, this bed has a very wide, like, uh, feet to the top of the bed, or bottom of the bed, I guess, is like a two-foot gap for no reason. Mm-hmm. It, you you can see, is, I'm pretty sure they're like, we have to put this camera under there. How big does this need to be? I don't know, like a week? All right. Uh, so she goes and lays down under the bed to grab the ball, but it's just out of her reach. And she goes and grabs a Swiffer, not sponsored, to get it. Uh, but when she comes back, the ball is laying perfectly on top of the bed. Um, and she checks under the bed to make sure it's not the same ball. And it's not. This was, how'd you feel <laughs> or it about is the same scene? ball. I hated it. It was so dumb. <laughs> I hated it. Of Especially course I hated it. Especially knowing how the movie ends. It just makes no fucking sense. It was like, uh, I almost said something that's going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've already alluded enough to what's going on here. So we move over to Natalie at her meeting for the day, which is at a fancy restaurant with some guy named Nick. Uh, Ooh. And she's Nick the dick. They see each other and she goes, nope. All right, well, I can't talk. I got to go to a meeting. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. The meeting's with me. Meeting. Uh, and he is the designer's assistant. She storms out and he follows. And we immediately figure out this is the guy she had the affair with. Right. And you didn't get into it too much. But she's just like, if I get seen with you, uh, you know, everything's going to be ruined. Yeah, that's what I've got oh, okay. next year. Uh, so Go ahead and say what I just said again. So she says, "If I get seen with you, everything's gonna be ruined." See, perfect. <laughs> get out of my head. <laughs> um, so he, Nick says, "Look, this is on me. I shouldn't have surprised you with this, but as long as Kevin doesn't find out, it's okay." Um, he says, "Look, you're really talented, and I'm not gonna let what happened between us get in the way of that." And then she says, "Fine." <laughs> You really fought this one off with a stick, didn't you? Uh, also, it... I do want to point out right there when you <laughs> said exactly what I said. If you wrote that down, that's straight like a plot point from 
someone going to see a psychic and they've already written down what they were going to say. <laughs> so I really hope we're in the Matrix. Um, then at Avery's, we see they down about six beers and they're taking shots of tequila and talking about themselves. And he says, uh, she asks if he has any siblings, to which he says, a brother. She asks, oh, is he a good looking one? And he says, uh, well, yeah, he was uh, before he died. Uh, she apologizes and says, look, if you need to talk, I, I'm here. Uh, Again, they're definitely giving the flirt vibe, but... I think she's just a nice yeah, person. Just not a shit person. <laughs> I don't think we understand that that's not flirting. Because we are incels. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard you use a like a word that was popularized after 2005. I was, was going to say, you haven't heard me say anything that wasn't... Uh, from 1952. Yeah, that wasn't or... on, on MySpace. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, so we see Natalie in bed that night. Kevin's not there. Uh, can you add me on MySpace? I need um, another top eight. All my friends are gone. I... Oh, God. Um, <laughs> no, moving on. <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, it's cold as fuck again, and she hears thumping outside the room. She gets up and looks out the door, and we see a hand shoot up the stairs for a moment. Um, she... Dips back, grabs her phone, and the hand's gone. Uh, she gets up and goes to investigate. Then from behind her, a hand shoots up from behind her mouth. Uh, from from behind her, her mouth, yep. From behind her, it goes around her it, mouth. The hand was in her the whole time. She's a puppet. <laughs> Slappy? Yes. Oh, shit. Um, so back at Avery's, they're working on some architecture shit. Kevin says, yeah, I'm kind of getting stuffy. I'm, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Uh, the next thing we see is him whispering for Natalie, who is now asleep on the couch, to wake up. She startles awake, and we see uh, she goes, I don't know why I'm out here. I was really confused by this, because I felt like this is another editing issue where they filmed this but had a whole scene for it, and they're like, this is too early. I don't, I don't know. What I don't know. Do. I, think, I think that this was meant to be like the way it was, because she hand comes up around her mouth. Next thing we see is she's in a completely different area of the house, asleep. I think it just make it. It doesn't make sense, but I think it is what they were going for. Yeah, but you you wouldn't just forget everything, no matter if you're drugged or I guess if it's supernatural, maybe that's what they're going for. But I don't like. I get not knowing where you why you woke up there for whatever reason, but I don't get you have no memory of anything that happened. Um, so then they, they go back up to their room, but Natalie says, look, there was someone in the house, and I felt it. Uh, the next day at therapy... Felt the ding-dong. The next day at therapy, Natalie says Kevin is calling her a liar, but he says, no, that's what you are choosing to hear. Uh, they talk about their feelings, and Kevin brings up, look, we're having dinner with her mom tonight, neither of us want to do it, and it's causing stress, and it probably caused her to hallucinate. Uh, Pretty shit reasoning, but all right. And then we cut uh, to that night. <laughs> I also, before we get to that, I also want to point out, it just straight reminds me of those memes. Oh, my, my wife's divorcing me, and she doesn't love me anymore. That's not what I said. Would you say then? <laughs> we can't have Chipotle for yep. dinner, whatever. Can't have, it's the same thing! Can't have Eggo Pop-Tarts. <laughs> you still eating those? No, they don't make them anymore. Oh, or at least I can't find them. I'm sure they don't. They probably gave a lot of people diabetes and also cancer. Cancer beaties? Yeah. Either cancer beaties or dia cancer. I think dia cancer sounds too much like die of cancer. And that's just bad publicity. 
Uh, so that night they're driving together, and Kevin stops the car and he goes, "All right, we're not going to act like this." Um, look, if I could take straighten up and fly right, boy, <laughs> smile, bitch. <laughs> Exactly. Um, he says, if I could take everything that you're dealing with and put it on me, I would. But I hate seeing you mad like this. And he holds out his hand. She grabs his hand and they go, I love you. And they, love they agree you. to drop this. And all of this was pointless. Got it. Uh, so they see Danny, or I'm sorry, then we see Danny enter the house. And she looks around all spooked out as the dog runs up to her. Um, she drops her keys and some random flashlight she had on the ground and just leaves them there like yeah. a fucking animal. Like, oh, this isn't my house. I guess I'll treat it like a fucking barn. Um, then we see Danny uh, walk up to the kitchen to put some food she brought for the dinner in the fridge, and she finds. Uh, Why is she there for the dinner? Is the dinner the dinner's not at the house though? Is it? Yes. Is it? Yeah, I thought they is. went out. No, it's it's at their house. Did they just not explain that well? Because, like, I know that... I remember they're eating outside, but I thought they went somewhere else. Yeah, it's at their house. Oh, wacky. All right, that makes... <laughs> that makes more sense for the movie, but less sense for what happens in a little bit. Yeah, so um, Danny is taking selfies in the bedroom now, and her phone rings. Um, she just throws it on the bed, and downstairs we see the closet door open, and the dog starts to bark, then whimper, then silence. Well, and this is... When she throws the phone, she goes, yes, I fed your fucking dog. Yes. Just yeah. to... Yeah, so on the... Like, I, I like the excuse, but it's so stupid, too. On, on the fridge, um, in, the, in the scene where she puts the food in the fridge, um, there is a sticky note that says, feed the dog, and then she peels it off, and it says, I'm serious. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Bad sister, I guess, is what we're going to get. Yeah, well, <laughs> and they get a little more into her in a little bit, but... So stupid. So Danny goes to investigate this noise, calls out to the dog to no response. Then we hear a faucet turn on. She walks to the kitchen. We see the sink is running for no reason. So she just turns it off and goes Wait, looking for the dog again. I mean, it's running because it's on. That's not no reason. Shut up. Okay. Um, Can diddly do. <laughs> she sees the dog now whining on the couch and decides, oh, you want alone time. And then just fucks off. Just, yep, alright, I guess. Uh, then the kitchen sink turns on full blast. Uh, so anyways, I started blasting. Yeah, I started um, walking blasting. She walks over to it, turns it off, as she hears light thudding above her, and all the lights go out. Uh, she literally says, fuck this, and runs to grab her shit um, to see the dog is now gone. Uh, she picks up the flashlight and is just shining it around the room like an asshole. Just standing there. It's, it's like a scene out of Doom where they're just all POV. <laughs> um, she stands around for far too long before um, eventually running upstairs to grab her phone. Going against what she talked about at the beginning of the movie. The, uh, I was going to say which earlier, why straight she, Obviously why she talked about that, yeah. Also... She, what's this girl like? Twenty five. Yeah, I would say. You gonna leave your phone upstairs and not have it on you? The fuck you are. Exactly. Absolutely not. Uh, so she runs up for her phone and it's now missing. Then she hears footsteps outside the room. And the so, feet are missing. <laughs> so she runs and shuts the door, and we see a light outside the room and someone standing there. Um, she runs and hides in the bathroom. Then she sees the handle start to turn rapidly. This uh, Whoever is jiggling this handle is like, if I don't get in this bathroom, I'm going to shit your pants and mine. They are hammering this handle. 
Um, so, what does she do? She hides in the bathroom closet. Oh no! And she waits a moment before the clothing hangers behind her start to move apart. Then Actually, her, a good visual. Then her phone clothes. chimes behind her. So good. She turns around to see nothing, then looks back forward for a second, and then she gets yoinked behind the clothes. Terrible scene movie-wise, but it actually looks great, and I really like the cell phone ding. And Zach, I've got news for you. Hit me. We're at the end of Act 1. Oh, sweet Jesus. Take me home. Act 2 got a poo. Cutting that every time. Do it. So Act 2 opens with Natalie walking in the front door, calling out to Danny. She checks around, walks around, and then see Kevin go to check for her upstairs can't find her and just assume she either bailed or had some last minute shit to do um they find pretty lame excuse but it makes more sense very shortly once they get to the what the actual meal so they find the dog sitting on the couch and natalie starts ranting about danny being a flake uh then kevin says relax i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of dinner um then we cut to natalie's mom talking about um while they're while they're sitting at dinner on like their back patio um, with Chinese takeout, talking about it's just so crazy that America's westernized Asian food. You, if you go to to Japan, you don't see any General So's chicken. Like, I shut hate up, this lady. Woman. This is a character I thought was totally pointless. They didn't really give her. Anything. It's all for one line later. Yeah, like and uh, it could have been lip serviced. So Natalie asks her mom about a documentary that she's working on, to which her mom replies oh you mean my life's work my life's work. fuck you <laughs> just every scottsdale person i've ever yeah met. she's like the quintessential rich woman just shitty rich white lady you karen you karen <laughs> and she says oh you know i've i'm very busy working on it with my lover joaquin joaquin <laughs> it is actually confirmed that it is joaquin phoenix is who they're referring to oh is it for the the new joker movie? it is yes it's uh, a documentary it Interesting. Is. <laughs> it's a it's another mockumentary but it's like a horror horror mockumentary I've seen one of those. It was actually cool. I just made it up. Good so. movie. It's called uh, Man Bites Dog. It's like a French movie. It's really good. Awful. Um, uh, it's also it's in black and white. Um, so then Natalie's mom basically hits her with a "If you've got something to say, say it." Because right. Natalie's kind of staring at her funny. Hit me with your best shot. Um, then berates then her. Gonna hit her with his best shot. <laughs> Then he berates her for being mad that she could enjoy her life now, since I had to run a business when I was your age. Right. But Natalie points out that her dad funded that business. Yeah, you did, you worked so hard. Um, also, Ke- doesn't she run her own business? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to which Kevin then excuses himself to go get more drinks. He's literally just like, nope, mom, straight out to Nopesville, USA. And then um, her and her mom fight about her mom never being around. Which her mom says, I don't have to subject myself to this harassment. You're a bully, Natalie. And that's probably why your sister didn't show up. Then they yell at each other about being shitty people as Kevin just downs a beer. <laughs> and then we hear a glass break off screen. I mean, who who you sign with in this argument? Between Natalie and her mom? Yeah. Natalie. Yeah, like her mom. Shit mom. Has, yeah, she's just... <laughs> Very stereotypically the shitty mom. Yeah. Like, shitty rich mom. It I makes... sacrificed everything. <laughs> what? What? You Tell adopted me. me. <laughs> you brought me in when I was 17. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, so, then, yeah, we hear a glass break nearby, and then we see a car speed off up front, 
and we hear someone yell, you're not welcome here, <laughs> and someone lit Kevin's car on fire. <laughs> this is some straight Ku Klux Klan badness. Yeah. Uh, they're filing a police report and looking at a list of suspects. Sorry, I didn't really super clarify here. So her mom, like, storms out. Yeah. Um, this happens, and then it's the next day, and they're at the police station. Right, right, um, yeah. Right after just she jumbled leaves. all that up. Oh, the, the flow of this movie is also very terrible. It's very, we're here, we're here, yeah, we're here. It's, uh, what is that? The Rise of Skywalker style. Everything's happening full speed at all times. Yes. Um, See that gas pedal? Just push that baby down. Just floor it. Uh, I, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to announce our first lunch break coming up. Yeah, yeah, so we're doing uh, our we're... first lunch break. It's hopefully going to be out uh, next Monday. Right. So, and Keep we are for that. talking about Star Wars. That's what reminded me, because we would have <laughs> forgot to promote it otherwise. Yeah, 100%. So, <laughs> it's uh, an hour of us yelling about nerd shit, so... Yeah. This is getting, something uh, Trevor actually is more engaged in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you want to see a personality... Wow. You will listen to me on that part. Boom, yeah. double roasted. <laughs> it's not a double roast if I declare you the color commentary. That's racist. <laughs> you can't say that. We're recording. We're literally talking about a racist burning, and you're like, yeah, color commentary. Jerk. Should I release the apology video now, or... Um, if it just says, I apologize for nothing, I do what I want, then yes. I apologize that you were offended. <laughs> I'm sorry that you were offended. Go fuck yourself. But I stand by my beliefs. Yes, yeah, by my terrible beliefs. I'm a and proud terrible red, white, and blue-blooded American, These brother. These colors don't run, bro. I am a real American. That's Fight for the rights of every man. Every man. Take your vitamins, brother. I don't know where all that came from. Uh, riff, 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 riff. <laughs> um, so they're filing this police report, looking at a list of suspects, but they can't identify anyone. Because um, all they saw was fire. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Did it look like this? Match. That's, that's him. <laughs> that's Ghost Rider, sir. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> this is the MCU. See? Ghost Rider versus Iceman. Does that mean the boys are canon? Yes. Ew. Hate it. We damn boys. Hold up, hold up. We make the noise. Um, so then this cop shows them a Facebook post spouting white supremacist propaganda that somehow was posted from an IP leading to their home. Somehow. Um, this is the ghost from Unfriended. It is the internet. Kevin and this cop get into it for a moment, arguing, why would we be dumb enough to put our address on this right. post? Uh, and then Natalie says, well, we, we would never even contribute to something like that. Because <laughs> um, the cop is, of course, a person of color. He, thank you. Thank you for your um, correct saying. This guy looks super familiar, too, and I cannot does. place him. I feel I, like I, he plays a cop in every horror movie. That might be it. I like I looked him up, and I couldn't find anything of note. And oh, I it's Mark wanted... Henry. Holy shit. He's the security. Um, no. <laughs> So put me in the recliner, bro. <laughs> this cop says, you know, it could be someone who harbors ill will towards you. Um, is there anyone you can think of? Any enemies? They just go, nah. Um, and it basically sums up to good luck, losers, and then they leave. Yep. <laughs> good luck, everybody else. 
Um, the next time we, or the next thing we see is Natalie knocking on the door of the lady who sold the house, and here we learn her name is Claudia. Claudia. Um, then we see Kevin in the dog park with his pupper. Um, I don't remember his name. Odie. Odie is his name. Something like that. Yeah, it's uh, named after the dog in Garfield, I'm pretty sure. Well, unless just coincidence, I guess. <laughs> um, and then Avery appears behind him with two bottles of water. He takes one and says, thanks for meeting me here. Um, then he says, look, with all the stuff happening, I just need to have a normal conversation with <laughs> Um, another with good dog. another good opportunity for them to be like, oh, she's like stalking him and fucking with him. Like she just brought these two bottles of water. She could have drugged it or something. Oh yeah, free drugs. Free drugs. Somebody hands you a mysterious substance or pill. Always take it. Um, always. <laughs> this message does not uh, reflect the views of Scarpy LLC or its proprietors. Perfect. <laughs> well. One of the proprietors. The other one said it, so I don't so, know. So, we are legally... <laughs> no, <laughs> we are not. Don't do things. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Uh, so, back at Claudia's, they sit down and start talking about weird stuff happening at the house. Claudia tells Natalie, no one knows what happened, but uh, she says her brother and his wife cheated on each other, but they don't know who his wife cheated with. Um, Claudia says the woman... Uh, the, the women her brothers... Her brothers? Her brothers, there's one yes. brother. The women her brother slept with were more like trophies, but his his wife, that bitch, was up to something. Uh, um, they just uh, just tell you this guy was just a rich piece of shit. Yeah. He just fucked everybody. Uh, his wife designed the home, but he paid for the whole thing himself. The worst part is they were doing a lot better before whatever happened happened. So they were yeah. on the... Before they were, they were the, murdered, yeah. They, they were, were on the better. track to recovery pretty much yes. uh, Claudia doesn't think her brother did it and is too suspicious that all the cameras mysteriously messed up that day uh, all the while we see her husband Robert eavesdropping around the corner before pretending to close the front door like he just came in walking around the corner and saying oh I didn't know we had company I thought for sure like this was all red herrings this comes back up a little bit yeah. later but it's so pointless it's just too on the nose yeah it's another one where it feels like they had too many ideas and they just started throwing everything at the at the dartboard and they're like, did it stick? No, that's fine, we'll keep it. <laughs> Two points. Uh, if you so, hit the wall, it's an extra five. Back at the dog park, we see Avery and Kevin talking to each other, light flirting, whatever you want to call it. Uh, then we see Literal Kev friendship. Yeah. Then we see Kevin's dog laying on the ground whining. Um, and they like run over and like this dog is clearly not well. Stop fucking with pets. Yep. Uh, then we go back to Claudia's as Natalie is leaving. Robert follows her out and apologizes if he made her feel uncomfortable. He says... Uh, or he, he tells her that if they're having problems with the house, I'm willing to negotiate selling it back to us uh, for not much less than you paid. Right? I'll take um, it back for you for money. And she, she looks at him weird and he goes, I might have heard a little bit more than I let on. Um, then she says, thanks but no thanks, goes to leave. Uh, but he grabs her by the arm, pulls her back around, and says, you took advantage of a woman who wasn't in her right mind, and all he left her was that house. Natalie's phone rings, and he goes, think about it, and walks away. They just went, took a huge turn into this guy who's just like, money, 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 money. 
It, it's super weird. Get and, out of my house. And in, get out of my dreams and into my car. Uh, so the next thing we see is Kevin and Natalie walking into the vet where Natalie meets Avery. Um, it's a very quick, like, hey, I'm Avery. Good to meet uh, you. Then she, Avery walks back to the dog and says uh, something. She says, like, feel better, buddy. And then she dips. Beat the good boys. Um, then a vet walks in and says, look, your dog's fucked. Um, there's toxin in his blood and his heart's giving out. Then we see a dog get put down. What the fuck, yeah. dude? They, they literally like, oh, is there any options? Blah, 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 the whole bit. And they're and like, the, it'll just hurt him. Yeah, the, the doctor says, that's just prolonging the pain. Like, Which, sad, fuck. but okay, I get like, it. But I, they literally show this. I mean, I've had shit two dogs where that was the that was the case where it was like we could treat but it's they're gonna be in pain right and and like you know you do the merciful thing stop fucking with dogs in horror movies well it's because they like you said just like the sex scene in the beginning it's just way too long and like yeah like they show them like like they're they're like the dog is on the table they're standing around him we see the needle like and they're like literally just like trying to use my last moments with the dog then we get why did you do this then we get the exhale transition shot And they arrive at home to a bouquet addressed to Natalie. A what? A bouquet. Oh, sounds weird. Bouquet? Bouquet? Is it? Is it bouquet? Pourquoi? Pourquoi, s'il vous plaît, monsieur? Oui, oui, <laughs> j'aime la fuck. <laughs> Did you say j'aime la fuck? Yeah. I like seals. <laughs> I hate that that's accurate. I mean... <laughs> Somewhat. Americanly yeah. accurate. Um, so now in the kitchen, they're talking about um, how Natalie, like why the fuck Natalie wouldn't tell Kevin that the consultant she met with was the guy she cheated on him with. <gasps> the secret is um, out. And we see that the like note on the bouquet, 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 the fucking flower, flower party is addressed to Natalie from Nick. Um, so he's pissed and she's like, she she says I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want it to cause issues, um, and so I, had, I kept a secret. And she says she had no idea that it was going to be with him. Kevin says she did after they met. Kevin says you chose your work over this marriage, and he is clearly trying to fuck you. <laughs> and she says it's not like that. But Kevin says except for the whole part where it is. Kevin says I remember pretty clearly that's what you said last time too. And then he storms off. Pretty uh, again like this guy's got this guy's got. Banger. <laughs> I mean, he's been throwing them at this girl probably for like what a year. Like, seems like how long they've been fighting. Oh no, I think it's like months. I think it's super recent. Okay, I mean, yeah, I guess. Either way, but he, like, he destroys this girl. <laughs> like, I'm, su- I'm surprised there's not a suicide attempt in this movie. <laughs> like, to be honest, like they they flame flame each other. But yeah, it's uh, pretty and it, it's mostly him flaming her, but like. They they throw some shit at each other, um, much like monkeys. Um. So that night in bed, she hears scratching, and at first blames it on the dog. Then they realize they no longer have a dog. Super sad. Uh, like to just bring it right back up. Thanks, guys. And then she hears the doorknob rattling. She wakes Kevin up, and he hears it too. So he gets up to investigate, tells her to get her phone, and she realizes. She realizes. Her phone's fucking gone. Where, where's my phone? Um, they hear a bang outside the room and rush downstairs to see a whole fuck ton of nothing. I love it, too, because he's like, wait here. And she goes, I don't want to be alone. Yeah. 
don't leave me up here. Uh, what did he grab? He grabbed something for a weapon. It was really wet, like awkward. What do you remember what it was? I don't. It didn't make sense. It's like a. Why was it in this room? And b. Why like why did you take this? I don't remember what it was, but I totally agree. I feel like it was like an umbrella or something like a little awkward. Like a yeah, it was like an umbrella, or like a cane. Some, yeah, was something. it a fire poker? No, God, they don't have a fireplace <laughs> in that room, so I hope not. <laughs> for the sexy time. Ooh. Uh, so they poke call my fire. They, they call, Baby, you can poke my fire. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. <laughs> Michael Jackson, is that you? It's not not Michael Jackson. Uh, so they call the cops and the cops basically say, look, we'll write a report, but there's nothing we can do without a description of somebody. Um, Natalie says to this cop, I've been having visions of this thin, pale man in the home, and she swears he's real, and he crawled into the hall and attacked her, but she didn't report it because she thought it was a nightmare until shit started moving all around the house, and then the tennis ball appeared from under the bed. Uh, then the cop says, um, You need to stop. So we found your phone in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking nut bar. Uh, bye. Yeah. And then Kevin turns and goes, You know how fucking crazy you just made us look? Um, Pretty rightfully so. And Natalie says, your wife just said she doesn't feel safe in your home, and you're more concerned about what the cops think of us. Um, well, we're racist, and we're about to get arrested. Then she brings up that she shouldn't, or that they should use the cameras, but Kevin says, you know how fucking expensive that would be? <laughs> next scene. Then the next day, we're getting all the remote locks and cameras set up. So classic. Because they have all the money, apparently. Yeah, so immediately they're like, cameras, locks, the whole yep. the whole shit. <laughs> Here's all that money I don't have uh, I'm going to school. Uh, so we see Natalie at a meeting. She gets a text from Danny apologizing for missing dinner. Uh, but she doesn't reply and walks into the meeting. So keep in mind, the sister's been gone this whole time. Yeah. And they haven't really brought it up. Yeah. Besides and that one line. I didn't take notes on it. I'm just now noticing. But they, they bring up a whole, like... Danny was a druggie, and the last time her mom was even there was for her relapse. Or yeah, something like you know that. that was. I forgot about that. It was in the dinner scene. That's probably the only reason I remember the fucking yeah, dinner scene. It was like Danny has has flaked on stuff before because she relapsed. It, essentially, well, I think she even says something like at the end to fire at her mom. She goes, "She's probably not here because she's too busy relapsing. Yeah, she didn't want to deal with you." It's like, God damn. Yeah, yeah. So that's on me there. Uh, uh, whatever. So character that doesn't matter. So in this meeting, Natalie's getting reprimanded by, uh, what was her name? Sarson? Uh, Sar whatever famous design the doctor. lady there is. Yeah. Uh, the doctor. Zaza? Zaz. Just tell Zaz, her Dr. Yep. Zazzy. Uh, she didn't get enough clothing samples to her on time, and she gives her one week extension because uh, she knows her life is crazy right now. Then uh, we see Kevin get to another job site where there's these in this garage, there's bloody chairs and a like a plush bunny hanging from a noose. Um, before Kevin randomly gets up and runs out and starts vomiting profusely, which super weird for the guy who has this business. And also, what's with this fucking bunny? They never Spooky. explain it. It's just like, hey, something terrible happened here. It was probably from the movie Saw. Um, then we see. Natalie on the phone with Nick saying she's trying her hardest to get the work done, but all this crazy shit keeps happening. Um, Natalie shuts him down throughout the call. 
basically just hitting him with like one word replies <laughs> and he goes did I like make you mad <laughs> to which she says you can't be sending me fucking flowers and he gets really confused saying I, I didn't send you flowers you told me to stay away so I did uh, he's the one that sent the porn. I, we don't know who sent the flowers. <laughs> uh, so then later, Natalie sends a picture with his name on the flower card. But after she does this, in her camera roll, in another parallel to the night house, there's fucking weird shit in the camera roll. Uh, she finds a bunch of pictures of her sleeping. I like the reason for being in the camera roll, though. It was really organic yeah. and realistic. Cause it's like, oh, what the fuck? As opposed to... My husband dead. Let me look at phone. Or even, what was the other one? Uh, what was the movie we watched last week? Or two weeks ago? The the Bye Bye Man? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You said it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't think it. Don't Wrong week, but that's actually the movie I was thinking of. Because uh, that's, remember, the middle of the yeah, college he's course. he's just looking at He literally just them. pulls up his camera roll and just starts scrolling like everybody naturally does. Um... Uh, yeah, this one felt way more organic. Yeah. I, I felt it. So then a, a door opens nearby and the record player turns on. She slowly walks towards it and turns the music off before we hear another door open. Uh, she calls 911 and reports a break-in. And she runs and hides as she hears thudding nearby. Uh, she turns a corner and sees a tree branch smashing into a window. And she goes, uh, it was a false alarm. And hangs up. Credit to the actress in this scene. Because she, go, she goes from, like, panic hysteria, believable, to, I'm a fucking idiot, I'm so sorry. Because, you know, yeah. it's just the tree, my bad. And then she goes back to work, and then sees someone stand up from behind her work supplies. And she sprints to the door Books it. Uh, to leave, but won't open because of the remote locks. Um, so these locks won't even let you open the door from the inside? <laughs> <laughs> that that's what doesn't make sense. I'm, there, I mean, there obviously has to be something. But how cool do those locks look? Because they're just red, like the red and green yeah. digital rings. Look super cool. So like when you hit lock, they all go red or green to unlock. But super like, good. That's that's a murder house. Yeah, <laughs> this is how you get murdered. Uh, so she opens her phone, runs upstairs as the intruder shambles towards her. She calls 911 again. Shambles. Uh, she sees the intruder's shadow now on the wall behind her somehow. And as she goes to exit the room, there's now bookshelves in front of the door. Um, then we see Kevin arrive really at home. Make any sense. No. We see Kevin arrive at home as Natalie runs out to the second floor balcony. And the intruder gets to the door and starts to open it. Kevin calls out to Natalie as we see her go to jump into the backyard pool but as she goes to like lean back, the intruder grabs her hand, and she slips and falls in. Just uh, So she still got where she wanted to go. Right. Um, the pool. Kevin jumps in to save her, and then we fade to black. Um, then we see cops are on scene now, and they say, look, no one's fucking here. <laughs> um, then later that night, Kevin's settling, settling in, setting the bed, as Natalie says, we're not sleeping here. <laughs> pretty re- pretty good reason. Uh, he clearly still doesn't believe her. And she asks about the, the pictures on her phone. And he says, well, maybe your friend Nick took them. <laughs> Such a shit. Uh, she goes to pack her shit and go to a hotel. As he says, look, all the photos were timestamped from when you were alone. Um, if you're seeing Nick, just tell me. And she leaves. 
Um, now we see now Kevin. Now he's just kind of being a dick. Yeah, now he now he's just being a paranoid asshole because right. he knows. Which I I get it. Like, if she's randomly a business partner of the guy she cheated on you with, right. it's suspect. But, like, the whole point of moving into this new house is to have this new new bond and trust. And they just don't have it. I mean, I agree with you, but I also, like, on Devil's Advocate on his end, uh, she'd just lie to him about working with this guy who's yeah. studies themselves. Like, no, I that's totally agree. reasonable to be, what the fuck? But he also is just, like, she believes she was attacked, whether he, he obviously doesn't know or yes or no, but he should be protecting his family, not yeah. just throwing shitty things at her because he like, doesn't want to deal with it. Just moved into a new house. Dog died. Uh, wife is seeing things. Potential intruder. Like, There's a lot going on to be, uh, even if it is in your head, maybe don't stay in that house. Yeah. Maybe get a hotel room for the night. So now we see Kevin in an interrogation room with a cop. Uh, it's the same cop. <laughs> this whole time, this, there's like this town one has cop one that, police yeah, officer. There's one cop that works here. Um, the cop says, look, I went over the security footage, uh, and then we we went over Natalie's statement. Um, he shows the cameras and says, at no point do the cameras catch another person. Not once. Um, then we go to therapy. Kevin asks Natalie to get Scarapy. back on her meds. Son of a bitch. I should have been calling it Scarapy. Useless. <sighs> branding. That's why you're the head of branding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've been putting them on those cows, but nobody watch- Nobody listens still. Uh, yeah, now we're just wanted in five states. Texas is barely a state. Fine. I like it. Look, fuck Texas. Yeah. I got, I got nothing for you. Um, so Kevin asked Natalie to get back on her meds. Um, and then the scarapist Thank you. tries to tell them to, just, hey, calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> calm your shit down. Calm down. You're good. Natalie says she knows she sounds crazy, but she knows what the fuck happened. She wants to sell the house back to Claudia and says, look, I spoke to Robert. Um, to which Kevin replies, oh, you spoke to Robert? Just um, total reversing the scenario of I spoke with them yeah. to buy to I spoke to him to sell. Uh, Kevin asks, why would you bother these people about supposed hauntings in the house where their family died? Pretty pretty good reason, actually. Uh, but Natalie replies, why are you so concerned with everyone's feelings but mine? Also true. Uh a lot, a lot of good points being made here. Then after therapy, after scarapy, um, the argument continues. Kevin says Natalie has no boundaries, and she doesn't care how people feel, and you sound like your mom right now. Damn. Uh, now that... I guess that's like the one line yeah. that really just destroys her. Uh, he goes to just storm off, but drops to the floor in pain as we fade to black again. And that's the end of Act 2. I cannot wait to talk about what happens next, because this whole fucking thing makes no goddamn sense. Act 3, pee on me! 50 bucks. 45 bucks. Act 3 opens with a doctor approaching Natalie. 50 bucks. <laughs> um, and she says, Look, uh, Kevin's doing okay, but he had traces of nerium in his blood. Which is a straight-up poison. <laughs> is that a real poison? Yeah. I don't look into it. Um, and she asks if Natalie knows how it got into his bloodstream. Um, Natalie yeah, I feed says, it to him. Idiot. <laughs> Natalie says, 
fuck you, I'm gonna go see my husband. To which she says, you can't, because he's with the cops right now. Uh-huh. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> you and your place, bitch. Um, now we see cops interrogating Natalie, um, and guess what, it's the same cop. Um, <laughs> There's only one cop, we went over this. And he's saying, look, Kevin's been exposed to this for quite some time. Um, and then he brings up the fact, you know, you might want to kill Kevin to get with Nick, uh, since he seemingly appeared only to kickstart your career. Um, Shots fired from the cop. <laughs> then he brings up the footage of her running around from no one and says, maybe you did it because you realize your husband is never going to forgive you. Damn. Then she gets up and just says, fuck this, I'm out. Um, and we see her at home opening up a camcorder. Is it like a nanny cam or something? No, it's straight up camcorder. Is it? Okay. I don't yeah. know I'm picturing a teddy bear camera. No, it's straight up like flip phone-esque camcorder. Oh, yes. Our modern time. You, you forget these people are actually poor. <laughs> uh, so later on, Kevin and Natalie are talking in the kitchen. And she says, uh, I want to cook us dinner tonight. But Kevin has to go to work on the project with Avery. And he's like, hell nah. Then he opens the fridge and sees two Tupperware full of white and green powder, but he pretends like he doesn't see it and goes... He just keeps talking about his project, saying it's half of his grade, and I don't want to be dead weight. Um, then she asks Kevin why he's not taking his lunch, and he says, I'm just not up to it. You know, still kind of sick. And then he leaves. Um, he so, plays this off really well. It's very clear what's happening. Yeah, so I, now he thinks, oh, my wife's trying to poison right? me. Oh, murder's afoot. Cool. <laughs> um... So, that night, Natalie is home alone, and the doorbell rings. She sees the pickup truck outside and opens the door to see a young guy who is named only Stranger in the credits. Uh, not to be confused with Stranger Danger. Or Stranger Park Ranger. That was his father. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Danger. Mr. Danger. Uh, so, he's holding flowers. He apologizes and says, oh, you're just so beautiful. But she says, hey, you got the wrong house. <laughs> Right before you get into this, did it seem like sometimes when this guy was talking, he had an accent, and sometimes it didn't? I think it was just this actor being like being told to be nervous. That's probably it. But like, because first he, he sounds like he's like has like a Russian accent or something. Uh, that that was the vibe. I, I don't got. know. And then I didn't hear that. Right after that, it's like perfect English. It was just really. It felt weird to me when I was watching and I was like Why? what happened is this Elizabeth Olsen and she doesn't know which movie she's in where'd your accent go <laughs> yeah exactly um don't they reference that in something they do they literally magicked her it was in WandaVision right it it yeah it's with... I think he literally goes what happened to your accent yeah it's with uh with Quicksilver right? yeah yeah Peter Evans close I just like to say it wrong, so Courtney can hate it, and then she'll text me when she listens and go, it's Evan Peters. And I'm going to say, yeah, Peter Evans. Good old Petey boy. Pete old Bill. Um, so he's holding these flowers. He says, you're just so beautiful. But she goes, I, I think you got the wrong house. To which he replies, oh, you really like to just get into things, huh? <laughs> then uh, as she goes to close the door, he shoves his way in, and she falls. They start fighting on the floor. Uh, saying all all kinds of creepy shit as he's like grabbing her on the ground saying like I was hoping you'd be wearing a dress and make it easy (laughs) shit like that Um, 
And then at one point, he straight up licks her face as we see scissors that have fallen during this attack off of a desk. And they're like on the floor now. Yeah, like, um, but they're just like the keys in the middle of the room. They're just like in the yeah. middle of the floor. It's super weird. So they, they fight more and more. And then she grabs the scissors and fucking just stabs him once in the back. And that's it. And fight like, over. Uh, no, I just want the do times. I just wanted sexy things. He just wanted to have the loud sex. Drink all the Mountain Dew. Yes. Stepdad Terry. Damn it, Terry. No one. Absolutely no one is going to get that. That's for sure. Brian will get it. Hey, Brian. Moving on. <laughs> so then we see them at the police station. Um, the cops say, look, we, we've got camera footage of this guy scoping out the house. And uh, we think he's been doing it for a while. Uh, are you ready for the weirdest part of this movie, arguably? Um, I think the weirdest part is actually that there's no description of it, but in movie, hit me. So Kevin asks if they need to get a lawyer. The cop says not exactly. Um, we, we can't arrest the kid. There's actually some information that frees him of all charges. Apparently, Robert, Claudia's husband has been arrested after admitting to his involvement, and they find the Craigslist ad, uh, they find a Craigslist ad, I should say, that has their address on it, showing an open invite for someone to come by and pretend to be an intruder, and then With fuck flowers. Natalie. Uh, Robert also admitted to buying the porn under Kevin's name and posting the white supremacist propaganda under their names. What was the porn supposed to do? I guess just cause a rift? I guess, um... So, and then he says he was hoping that he would give them the house back. Uh, however, he denies ever entering the property, uh, which means he's saying he didn't poison the dog or Kevin, but they're trying to get an infession. An infession? Infession. A uh, confession out of it. where they inception a confession into your brain. <laughs> um, and he says he thinks he may have had involvement with the deaths of the previous owners. <gasps> Apparently, Robert had a lot of debt that he was looking to pay off by selling the house, then we get that weird exhale transition. And at this point, uh, credits roll, and that's it. And thank God, because terrible. I wish. Yeah. So This would have been a better ending. In bed, Kevin apologizes, says, I should have listened to you. Sorry you got the murder and rapes. Um, she says she was trying to wait for him to come around, but they both know that he's never going to fully trust her again. And they should talk about separating for at least a while. Damn. Um. Kevin just looks at her for a moment and then rolls over and goes to sleep. Then we see Natalie um, leave the camcorder recording facing the bed as she goes to sleep. Because of reasons. That morning, when Natalie wakes up, Kevin's not there. He's in class, and he gets a text from Natalie that just says, You shouldn't come home tonight. Um, I like that he got this text at like 8 in the morning and his his whole thing is like, well, guess I don't come home today at all, ever. I mean, it's the reasonable thing. I would, if, if it was, I, he's in class and he's like, should we talk? Well, maybe take the, take the day apart. All right, I get it. But like, without saying anything to her, talking to her, he just gets one text and he's like, I'm going to be gone for 24 hours, no questions asked. Um... So, then we see Natalie hard at work making clothes at the house. Then she gets a bottle of wine and fills two glasses. And I... Th possibly, I think, what they were setting up, at least for us to think, was that, like... Nick was coming over? Yeah. yeah. Which is what I thought. I was like, 
Damn, for real? Uh, <laughs> In his house again? Right? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna sell both these houses. Fuck you. Um. So then we just cut to her later, passed out on the couch. Um, she drank a cup of the wine and she fell asleep. Got a, got the backup still. Um, she wakes up and calls Kevin, who is at Avery's, um, and Avery goes, "That's your wife. You should answer that." Being <laughs> but, a good fucking friend. But he doesn't want to. Well, yeah. Uh, she leaves a voicemail apologizing about talking about separating. She didn't mean it. Uh, then we see her getting into the bathtub as Kevin listens to the message. Uh, he says, "I don't get." what the hell's going on but Avery says people change their minds <laughs> you need to go home good um, friend like actually good person not trying to fuck this guy <laughs> yeah not hey you know what she's probably doing you know what we should do hey, hey you me this guy let's do this uh, then we see Natalie in the bathtub and she kicks the drain causing her to freak out for a second and she calls herself an asshole for it um, then she goes back to relaxing before the phone rings um, he asks if you want to see a scary movie. Got it. <laughs> uh, she answers it, and Kevin says he's on the way home. Scream corner. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, I couldn't brush past it. Brush um, my life into pieces. So, so she, she answers the phone, and Kevin says, I'm on my way home. She asks where he's been all day, and Kevin says, you texted me not to come home. You said leave. Um, and she goes, no, I didn't. Then she checks her text and she sees it. Then we cut to her grabbing the camera, walking downstairs to review the footage. She watches as... Huh. Autocorrect get you uh, again? I need you to just look at that. Let's see. Walking downstairs to review the footage. She watches. I know what it says, but... Huh. Uh, uh... <laughs> U-O-P-A-D-B-N. Upadon. Upadon. Uh, um, so Kevin wakes up and leaves then a thin pale man crawls out from under the bed takes her phone and sends Kevin that text then we see uh, like a flash of the hidden room in the closet as a gross talon having hand reaches out and opens the door this, so before we get too far into this so this is obviously getting towards the end and yeah this is this is the antagonist. What the tweets? And this guy is straight up the Dollar General <laughs> version of Doug Jones. So I looked up the guy who plays this. Th- who plays? What I don't even remember what they call him. Uh, he he mostly does like digital work, including being the monkey in Rampage. <laughs> and I fucking lost it. I laughed so hard when I found that out. Cause like so like this guy's normally in those suits and there's no suit in this one it's just a creepy it's just him and everything else he does is that but when I saw Rampage I was like oh my god you are he's actually the monkey yeah he does oh all the movement god. like he's got the fucking suit on doing the whole thing oh it's so good oh my god it's fucking great right <laughs> low budget Doug Jones all day so um, Natalie watches in horror. As she wakes up seconds after the thin man crawls back under her bed. Oh, you can't call him the thin man. That's already a villain. Is it? Yeah, probably. Then he appears behind her in real life and (gasps) just chokes her. Uh, (laughs) Eats her down. Then we see Kevin at a corner store buying flowers. And um, as he buys them, we cut to black as a song plays. And the lyrics, I got you, are sung. You know, to just really hit the fucking nail on the head. Could you be subtle a little? (laughs) 
No. Literally. <laughs> Not doing that. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, so Natalie wakes up in this hidden room, and there's monitors everywhere of all the rooms in the house. There's a bunch of food everywhere, Tupperware, uh, just a fucked up bed, and she's tied to some, like, post in the room. This whole thing makes no sense, and we'll get into how little sense it makes later, but... Yeah, and there's there's a wall of Polaroids with a bunch of previous tenants or something. Yeah. It's just a bunch of different people. Um, and then it's pictures of the people who killed themselves-ish in the house, and the Claudia's brother's face is scratched out. On, like, 20, 30 pictures. Then we hear the audio of Claudia talking about the mystery man her, her brother's wife cheated with. We put together that um, it's this fucking guy, and he's been living in the house with them, and she designed a hidden room for him in the house. It's super fucking weird. Yeah. It's not well explained, and no. not, not that it needs to necessarily be. It's a bad villain yeah. process. Whatever. It's bad writing. They're just like, you know what? He's lived there the whole time, and he just kills people. It's you like know, for fun. Scorned lover meets Dracula. <laughs> I think it's just Dracula. Uh, so then we see pictures of their bodies after the murders, and there's also pictures of Natalie and Kevin. <gasps> um, Natalie struggles to get free, like, and she's just like shaking this chain on her as uh, the man crawls into the room. This lanky motherfucker approaches her, and Real we see him fully, light. and he looks weird. Uh, he's very pale he's very thin um he's got very long black hair like very clearly he's lived there for a long time yeah. in these walls um and she, he's all like hunched over and walks kind of creepy she asks who he is and then she realizes uh he's the lover because there's a photo of him with short hair and he looks like a human right yeah um <laughs> which must have been taken 16 years ago because this guy it i didn't Real, it took me, I don't know, like five, ten seconds to realize like that was him. Yeah. He did not look like him Not at even all. at all. Like, just barely you can recognize him. So then he just, like, rushes to inject her with something before she goes, no, no, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Hey, hey, stop. Hey, hey. If he lives in this house and clearly doesn't go outside, where does he get these drugs? He makes them. Oh. It's time to cook. <laughs> Shit. Is that Walter White? <laughs> no, it's Walter Black, his alter ego. His nemesis. Uh, so we see Kevin arrive home, and Natalie, and we see Natalie put together the puzzle that Claudia's brother's wife brought him here and kept him almost like a prisoner, but she still chose the other guy over him. Uh, then we see Kevin find a note that tells him to come join Natalie in the bath. Then he walks up. So Natalie tries to sympathize with this guy and says, "Look, you don't deserve what she did." Uh, he smiles for a moment before just leaning in and kissing her. <laughs> like, super creepy, uh, but I can't even give credit to anybody in this. Pretty much for the rest of the movie, it's terrible. Then um, he, like, looks at her eyes, and we see that she's looking at one of the monitors that has Kevin on it. Right. And he turns around pissed off, turns off all the monitors. Um, presses... Turns the fucking... <laughs> air down this turns the air down to do 31 this? presses a like a button in the room that locks all the doors that for uh, some reason is a thing then he goes to inject her but she goes no no stop 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 kill him 
I'm with you. She goes, I'll help you cover up the murder, and you and me can be together. I he love doesn't you. love me anymore. <laughs> so then... Quit thinking, but... So then this fucking... So bad. Uh, dollars, 99 cent store Morbius takes the it's fucking... Morbin time. Takes a rag and jams it into her mouth, then crawls out of the room into a passage inside the walls. Uh, so they, they kind of show you how he gets around the house. There's clearly, yeah. like, these doors and things all over the place, like, in closet. Mm-hmm. And he, he's just, like, climbing on pipes, like, Ratatouille style. He's like the monkey in Rampage. <laughs> 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 oh, my God, you're right. Did you ever see Rampage? Yeah, fuck no. Yeah, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max, and I still can't bring myself to watch it. It looks so bad. Monkey. I love those games, though. They were before me. Yeah, it was like an old arcade style game. It was fun for that. Uh, Kevin walks into the room, sees it empty, uh, into the bathroom. Sorry, sees it empty, but the bathtub is still running, and it's hella foggy, hella steamy. It, it's overflowing, too. Like, yeah. there's water all over the floor. So he walks in, and downstairs we see Natalie struggling to get free. Um, he turns off the bathtub and goes, a little, uh, little overzealous with the steam net well well bet um and then he hears whistling and sees someone in their bed and so i thought of course it's gonna be the guy right super like this is a kind of a good scene so he what happens snuggles up in bed next to this body um of which we are not sure of who you're right Um, it very like watching scenes like oh clearly it's this guy he's gonna do something nefarious. And he immediately goes, well, sexy time it is, yep. and starts feeling this uh, this person and goes, you're so wet. So awful. Um, before he looks at his hand and sees blood, and then pulls the covers off, and son of a bitch, it's Danny's body. Remember her? The character we completely <laughs> forgot about? Yeah, that died in Act 1. And <laughs> has been rotting in this house for at least, I don't know, three, four days? Possibly yeah. longer? Almost like a week, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, there's probably an odor. This guy doesn't seem like he's uh, much into hygiene. <laughs> uh, so he jumps up, and then downstairs we see Natalie break free, and she starts to yell for Kevin, uh, who turns around just in time to stop this Morbius-looking fuck from jabbing him with an untested vaccine. And this dude's tall, he, like so. It, he's in like real life. He's like seven s- feet tall. I, uh, yeah, he's like six six. Six. To yeah. Six ten maybe. But he, you know, he's he's towering, and he's he's muscular, but he's very thin. I just. So, for this big dramatic moment where Kevin turns and grabs this guy's hand as the needle's coming towards him, you don't know who this is, but uh, some of the people listening might, they use the goddamn Cinema Sins sound effect. It's just that dramatic, like, bang noise. Um, Cinema Sins is a YouTube channel that basically does kind of what we do, except better, and they go over movies and just say everything that's wrong with them. Got it. Um, that sounds great. It's actually... it. I loved it when I was in my early teens, but it, it gets really repetitive. That's probably. I only watch their horror movie stuff too. So. Gotcha. It's all the same thing. So Kevin fights with this tall string cheese of a man Shh. as Natalie gets out of the hideout. String um. cheese, damn, that's a that's a banger hit. Uh, it hits just right. Yeah, and it makes sense. It does. <laughs> well, because he very clearly turns into cheese later on. Yeah. Uh, He's also, for some reason, voiced by... Um, why did I just forget his name? I don't know. 
The guy that does uh, Ginger Dead Man. Gary Busey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's also voiced by Gary Busey. This human is voiced by Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary, um, it's actually just Gary Busey with stilts. <laughs> I would pay so much to see that. Uh, I don't know. That guy's just a crazy bar. So Kevin gets the syringe away from Frank and Hobo, but he gets thrown to the ground. Frank and cheese. Um, <laughs> Stringbow? Then this guy gets the syringe again and then runs away. Teehee! Um, Natalie finds her way to her office, and then she hears a door creak. And she hides behind some of the mannequins in the room as we see this guy stalking around with the syringe. It's just uh, straight out of the collector, just walking around. Oh, man, I forgot we watched that movie until right now. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Just, here I go killing again. I'll figure you out. (laughs) Uh, mission failed. We'll get him next time. That's right. Going to this other target. He just ran in. Leroy! Uh, So, he walks into this room with the syringe, and we get, like, an eye shot of Natalie seeing these scissors nearby, and she runs up to get them, but she gets caught, and then he just choke slams her onto her sewing table. Legit. He... Choke slam from hell, this lady. One handed, no assist. Yeah, <laughs> did not need the Undertaker. Did for not that at one. all. So they're they're fighting back and forth on this table. She's trying to get up. He's just pinning her down. Uh, she eventually grabs a camera nearby and uses the flash to blind him. Uh, and it like he like wobbles back for a minute. I, I think they're kind of alluding that he hasn't seen the sun in a long time. It's like what I got is like, oh, you yeah. just keep a flashlight on well, him, I, he's going to vampire I away. I guess also like if you it's like a a bright light in your eyes. Yeah, it's th- going to stun you. That, that, that's but. all it really was, but I I really thought they were going to do something more like straight like, he's they just a keep vampire. taking pictures he just, so he ah, has to, yeah. Ah, I can't handle it. The light it burns. Um so she gets up for a moment, but he throws her back down and starts choking her out. Um, then the lamplighter appears from behind him and Whoa. jabs him with the syringe. Should he use this fire? <laughs> uh, then he he just holds this guy as Natalie grabs the scissors and stabs him in the chest. <laughs> and then she she even people. gives him she gives him a twist. Oh yeah, it's brutal. Uh, and then he falls to the floor, and Kevin and Natalie hug and get the fuck out of there. No double tap. <sighs> is he is he dead? Do we? So cops are on scene now, and they're escorted away to safety, and we get the exhale effect to a title card that says one month later. Natalie is walking with a box as the closet door slowly opens uh, behind her. Natalie grabs a knife out of the box and just starts walking towards it, only for their new dog to run out of the closet and scare her. It's a little pupper. Then Kevin appears behind her to get the double scare. And? Um, to which she turns around with the knife. And almost stabs <laughs> this motherfucker. Um, they they laugh and kiss. Then the douchebag from Kevin's cleaning crew walks by with all the porn. <laughs> He's like, thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Um, then the other guy says... Is that actually what he says? I think it is. Yeah, he says, like, thanks, bro. Yeah, so terrible. Got this it. fucking guy. Then the other guy walks up and says, all the rooms are clear. They pick up the last box and leave the house as they... Uh, I fucking hate this. As, as the, the, so the nice much. guy goes, one last goodbye, and they all turn around and flip off the house. It's so bad, and it's... So cringy. Before you, it even happens, you know it's happening. Yep. 
They're like, oh, they're gonna flip off the house. So cool. So cringy. My edge levels. And so they all, me. They all walk out. Uh, and then after they leave, ominous music plays as the closet door shuts itself. Spooky Ever shit. Ever so slowly. Um, and he's still there. Oh my gosh. <gasps> then he's still there. I guess. What movie is that from? I don't know. Friday the 13th. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so, thank God it's over. That's yeah, Aftermath. Yeah, man, alright. Then I just want to talk about thoughts on this. Um, before you do... Hit me. In the credits for this movie... This vampire Tarzan-looking motherfucker was named Otto. Uh-huh. I had to look it up. Oh, actually, I saw it on the IMDb when I thought yeah. he was named the... he Or he was in Rampage as the monkey. Yeah. He never Otto. once mentioned yeah. by name. Cool. His name's Otto, I guess. Um, and apparently, this movie is very, very loosely based on a true story of a crazy person who was annoyed at being outbid on a house... Um, <laughs> Signed the people up for all these porn magazines, sent crazy letters, posted ads inviting strangers to sex parties at the house. And in 2015, she was sentenced to a year of electronic surveillance and five years on probation. Um, cool. Yeah, and that's that's the story of Aftermath. My, my first question I have on this is, where did this title come from? Again, they said it once in the beginning, it's... but nothing really... If you're going to try and relate it, it's the aftermath of the affair. That's the only right? thing that kind of makes theme. sense about, but then it's just so, even just getting like, past that. You see what I mean as far as, like, Avery being a pointless character? Yeah, well, most of these fucking characters really were. Yeah. Uh, There's, like, seven people in this movie. There was so much red herring going on that none of it mattered. But none of it was red herring. It was all accurate. I guess besides Avery. Uh, well, and... Like, Robert was actually that's involved. That's true. Yeah, but not with what they... Not everything. Like, it wasn't the stuff you thought it was going to be hit right. with. Oh, like, yeah, and very... Obviously, in case you didn't put two and two together, Otto was poisoning Nick. Right. And he poisoned their dog. Or yeah. Kevin, not Nick. Whoever. Yeah. Um, Alright, so title, whatever, it's just a bad title. But what happened, like, this is very clearly either terrible writing or weird editing. I don't know, but... I, is I, it supernatural? Do you think it was supposed to be supernatural in the start? I think it no, was. I don't. I think it was always this. I think it potentially could have turned into like a different stalker movie, which I would have liked more. Um, it would have at least made a little more sense when they reintroduced Nick. I thought he was going to be a lot more, which is obviously the point. But I think I don't think it was ever meant to be supernatural. I don't think it was a product of bad editing. I think I think, it's just I a think bad movie. I think this is the story they went with. And it's not the right story. It it just there's too many like we want to call them plot holes. Just the real life story of this movie that I I just talked about. I would have much rather have seen that dramatized. Yeah, I would rather see that person. Which is like, I guess is story? the the Robert story, but like you but don't you we don't need the rest of, that. of it. Yeah, he gets caught up almost off screen, and that's he admits it. it to he like admits involvement. Right, that's all they say. Yep, it's just. Ugh. It's so unfortunate because, like, it had potential to, so to it, be a good it, story. Eventually. It did. Um, it's under the horror section. I do not think this is a horror movie. No. I think it is definitely a drama thriller. That yeah, and uh, thriller is very just like shredding the line. Yeah. I think it is a drama with like a splash of thriller. Yeah, nothing real. Nothing really scary happens. Like the worst part by far is the dog dying. Yes. Everything else is pretty percent. whatever. 
I just there there was no cohesive thought. And, uh, everything just led to nothing, and then nothing led to everything. Yeah. So they they there's this couple. They uh, one of them is unfaithful. They decide to fix their marriage by buying a new house. Shit goes on in the new house. They don't trust each other. They end up trusting each other. They sell the house. And the, the affair is like the only continuous plot point where it's... Yeah. And they just throw it in your face the entire time. It, it's like, just, Don't forget. Yeah. The, every every action is due to... Cause, oh, well, she cheated on me, so this or this or this. This is why I don't believe you, yeah. anything you say. It's like, well, man, you, you clearly aren't good together. Just break up or fucking... Exactly. Do something. Come on. I know it's hard to forgive a, something like that, but... If you're not going to listen to them when they think there's someone in your house taking you to murder town, maybe you're not right for each other. So, what what's your rating? 8%. Nothing. This movie was terrible trash. Yep, I, I give it a zero as well. Um, you know, it's so fucking long, and there's not a single mi- moment of good movie. Yeah, I think this is maybe one of the few times where... Same thing, you know. I always like to try and like point point out something I like or a good scene, so it's not one hundred percent negative. And but... like, if you listen to the show, you know I rate movies high. <laughs> yeah, Trevor <laughs> likes a lot of garbage. Cloverfield's um, like his favorite. That movie's unwatchable. But like, just like I would have rather watched The Night House again. Honestly, I would have too. And that's how we. If you listen to that episode fucking hated that movie it's so bad but yeah. like there's at least moments of it that are good yeah like it has it has its ups um, this one's all plateaued at zero <laughs> yes um so i have nothing more to say on this movie let's get into the guessing game for next week hit me so we've got icon number one um the dark webbing or 2020 generic demon movie not taking anything 20 20- plus any for a while uh what was the first one icon number one was that halloween bingo yeah you got it really yeah i get one every time (laughs) and the other one is the dark webbing the dark webbing please tell me it's unfriended too (laughs) yep i i gotta watch this movie i am actually dying to see how bad it is i don't care that much about halloween like that's never a franchise i've been that into to be honest i i want to do halloween soon um just so we can get our next giant sure on on the show we've which, done which halloween do you want to do the, the original? original okay 78 for sure the, the original's actually not bad i've seen that one it's been a while but it's solid like i think we've spoke on it uh, somewhat not the biggest michael myers fans yeah. i appreciate him yeah i, I the character's fine story's Funky. Funky. Yeah, everything's a little whatever when it comes to that series for yeah. me, but God, I mean, these new ones. <laughs> Halloween Dies is coming out, don't forget, folks. This year, right? Yeah, it comes out in like three months. Looks fucking terrible. Yeah. But... I don't think it even comes out on Halloween. No, it comes out on the 13th. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So they, they the, the last one also came out on October 13th. Oh, did it really? Yep. Oh, man. These movies, the, the last one was so bad. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I, I haven't even seen it. Oh, really? I watched it. At, did we watch it in theaters? No, I watched it here on like Peacock or something. It is so terrible. Speaking of movies that are out, I want to see The Black Phone. I have heard good things, and it looks really good. And Nope just came out. 
shit. I think that came out. Yeah. Either it came out last week or it comes out this week. I think week. it came out on Friday. I really want to see Ooh. Nope. I've not heard much about it, so I'm hoping it's good. Man, I want to see Nope too. Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> Is Nope 2 the double opening? Um, it's called Yup. Yeah, yup! <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got Halloween, Unfriended Dark Web, or 2020 Generic Demon Movie. What was that? Uh, it's called Don't Listen. I saw it on Netflix earlier today. Don't watch it. That's what I'm <laughs> going to call that. That sounds already terrible. Yep. I might have to watch a trailer just to see the, it. The uh, poster for the movie is red with a black silhouette of a house and a hand that looks like a Freddy Krueger glove. <laughs> I gotta watch a trailer for this garbage. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. We're Unfriended uh, to me. I need Unfriended to Unfriended too, huh? Yeah, I, I need to know this movie. Oh, I'm so excited. The first one, I didn't love it, but it definitely had potential. I know this one's nothing like it's it. It's so different. So, so, we'll see. Obviously, the first one is Supernatural. This one is entirely not. <laughs> yeah, that, I think... I don't remember if you told me or if I read something about it, but it's like a total opposite of what the last one yes. is. Or the first one is. So, we'll see. But I'm so excited. I, this is one I definitely wanted to watch after watching the first one. Oh, man. So, let's do it. All right, Thumbs man. Thumbs up, let's go. Next week, Dark Web. Perfect. Unfriended uh, Dark Web. The electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. And to give uh, a stray shout-out to my sister, who's starting her own Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Oh. Super pumped to listen to it. She, she gave me a little teaser. Oh, excited. yeah. Awesome. So, whenever you remember the title, I will let you know <laughs> that it's something to do with vampires. Perfect. Um, <laughs> drive a stake through the heart of this episode. I think Please we're Please, God. Um, <laughs> so, on that note... This has been another session of Scarapy. Because the aftermath is diarrhea and me missing a week. And more sessions up. Bye.